Hi, I'm Patrick Pond, CEO and founder of Favro, and this is the Learn From Leaders podcast. The background to this show is that Favro customers are some of the most innovative companies in the world. Enterprises wanting to be more agile, software as a service companies scaling fast, and game developers and publishers wanting to master live ops. So we get to know some truly inspiring leaders in product development, marketing, operations, sales, executive management. And what we do here is that we interview them about leadership so we can all learn from them. Let's go. And we are live with, uh, with Carl. And, uh, you know, you're Swedish like me, but, you know, we're going to keep this in English today. How's it going, man? Not too bad. It's vacation time in Sweden, and uh, I'm taking some time off to do this, actually, because this, this is a fun one. So good to be back at work for just one day today. And I, and I really appreciate that. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that are interested in, you know, the topic today where we're going to discuss, you know, the new um, uh, Safe um, uh, 6.0 um, and, and what that means. Because when people are coming back from vacations, you know, there's this, you know, you know, a new, um, you know, the, the time after summer tends to be like almost like a restart, reboot, you know, kind of um, uh, situation. So, um, um, you know, getting getting your whole, you know, agile work to the next level is definitely something which is on, um, uh, on, on you know, quite, quite top of mind for many people. But before we get into that, you know, we need to uh, get to know you a little bit better for the ones who hasn't known you for many years like I have, you know. So, um, you know, what's, what's the story that led you up to, you know, uh, you know, working with these things today? Yeah, well, I've been trying to build big, complex things for, for most of my life. I mean, software systems and today even cyber physical systems and even back in the day, uh, rock albums. And uh, I've, been, I've been fascinated by the complexity of building something where you can't sort of plan away all the uncertainty, like a video game. I built a couple of video games as a video games producer, and those are very complex endeavors. And I've been looking for patterns my entire life. How do we do this? And throughout that journey, I, I discovered a lot of the initial agile methods that came to the world, like, you know, the DSDM and the Scrum and the, everything from continuous integration to pair program. And I, I've been working as a manager mainly, and I saw that on the floor at the companies I work. And then from that, just trying to sort of, how do we put this, this, these new practices into an organizational view, into a system. And from that, just digging for answers, coming to the conclusion that it's very similar to SAFE, <laughs> the SAFE framework. And meeting uh, Dean Leffingwell uh, sort of a decade ago and seeing his work, I was like, hmm, this maps very closely to my practical work in the field. And he's got a whole website dedicated to that. And there's actually high quality articles in that. And that actually led me to then lean into uh, what the nothing was doing, sort of leaning on his terminology. And also in the end, actually working for him in the US for a few years as part of the Scale Agile team when they were small and young, actually. And uh, today, uh, my journey is the same. I'm still trying to figure out how we build the future. And I don't think the answer might be a framework like SAFE or any framework, but in those, there are some fundamental truths and some knowledge we can use. And today, my work is here in Stockholm. I, I try to stay local. I'm a, I have small kids, so I don't want to travel that much as I did for many, many years. And I focus on helping Swedish companies with my small advisory company, We Are Movement, to sort of, not they want to work differently, is they want to sort of build the future. And sometimes they have questions around agile scale or using frameworks, and we do that. 
And on the side, I'm also one of the global safe fellows, which means that I still advise the evolution of the framework moving forward. So I'm actually quite now busy with version 7.0. <laughs> so we're looking at what's happening out there in the field. What do you do, Patrick? What others do? And then sort of looking at how can the framework reflect that moving forward. So just so the, the global collaboration and then the local execution is my work. And it's, it's about helping people to work differently. That's me in a nutshell. You know, that's awesome. And, and uh, you have to say a little bit more about fellow. I mean, it sounds, uh, you know, very, it's very, sounds very nice. <laughs> you have to have some gray in your beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's it. So um, how, how many fellows are you? And, um, you know, um, can you just say a few more words about, you know, the kind of work that you do as a fellow? Well, it's, we're about 20 of us today, I think. And uh, there's one for each part of the world. And it, it's, it's sort of a 10,000 hour badge, uh, right? You worked very, too much with the framework. So here you get a badge. And it also means that now, now there's some responsibility in guiding, stewarding, and shepherding the evolution of it moving forward. Now I take a strong regional uh, Nordic perspective on that. So also being in contact and in connection with everyone who works with these ideas in Sweden and the Nordics, and then trying from that to sort of represent that view when we talk about how could the uh, framework be evolved moving forward? What should it represent? What knowledge could be in there? And how does that reflect what we're doing in the field? So I'm sort of the local liaison here, which means that regularly meeting with the other fellows and the broader community and talking about how to evolve it and then writing articles, referencing things in the field and doing field research around that. So it's about guiding the evolution of it, basically. Cool. And, and you know, there's, there's of course, you know, many, uh consultants that can can you know help with um, you know implementing you know uh, safe or, or other frameworks but uh i think it's clear that we're talking to the right person right now because you know you're um you're the one uh from you know the nordic perspective who actually influences you know what um what safe is going to look like as, as you said yourself you know i mean we just had you know uh 6.0 which is why we have this talk today but uh, you know you're already working on 7.0 you know so uh, that's that's really cool now i think there might be some listeners that doesn't, that might not know exactly what this framework is about. Uh, so can can you give kind of like the, um, you know the 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 you know the, the the summary. You know you know you know what is safe. You know what is the framework like this for agile and and why should you care? That's a really good question, right? Because it's not a it, it can't just be a solution. It needs to have a problem identified also for it to be meaningful. And and I guess one of the best answers is is looking at people who build very big complex systems. I work with a few auto manufacturers where they try to develop the next generation of uh, electrical vehicles, stuff that's going to potentially drive itself. And looking at that, it's sort of, you have 5,000 engineers involved and, and then they're looking at, uh, we are challenged with developing these cars in the sort of fashion and the timelines required today. And they, they're saying we have to work differently. And how would that look? And then the framework represents a view of here is an example, an aggregation of how others in the field have done something similar, building a very big, very complex solution, maybe even cyber physical in nature. So it contains some guidance and some ideas for how these methods and practices sort of can integrate. And not only from a how do we build the solution thing, but also how do we understand it from a strategy and market perspective? How does that connect to even as something as complex as funding and capitalization requirements for that regulation? How do we work in a regulated space if we want to work in a sort of future proof, smooth, even agile manner? So it, it's a synthesis of 
what others have done building big complex solutions. Uh, not even uh, only software, even cyber physical ones. So that's what it contains. And it goes from funding a strategy all the way to sort of here's how a work week or a sprint could look for a team that works as part of this. So, so I have a question on that, that, you know, it's, it's you know, potentially challenging. So, mm. I mean, intuitively, you know, you associate this with software development and, you know, software product development. But when, you know, you, you, you explain it this way, you know, starting from, you know, very, you know, business strategic, you know, kind of perspectives, mm. um, you know, this influences also other parts of the organization. And, and I guess, you know, you know, you have this old quote, you know, um, by Mark Andreessen that, you know, software is eating the world. I think today it's like um, software as a service is eating software, you know? I mean, everything is becoming software as a service uh, also for, you know, big companies. And, and that means that, uh, you know, teams, you know, need to deliver in a much more, uh, you know, frequent way. And, and suddenly, I mean, for example, if I take marketing, if I look at the marketing team today, they are looking much more similar. I mean, at least if they're progressive, they're looking much more similar to software development team you know, that, that an old fashioned marketing team, you know, so everything is just much more integrated. Um, so does the safe also, um, you know, kind of include other parts of the organization, you know, operations, you know, um, DevOps marketing, or how, how, how kind of like, you know, widely encapsulating is it? Yeah, it's a really good question, Patrick. And, and I guess it's been evolving from, if I go back to version like three or two or something like that, I would actually go, if I were look at that today, I would go, who made that framework? Oh, it's so bad. You know, uh, the, the current version we have is like, it's not that bad as that one is better. And if I look at those early versions, I would go, what are we actually doing with these ideas? We are basically building a better IT department even for you. And I go like, is that your business problem? You don't need a better IT department. You need a better business development strategy or better business development capability. And that's, as you say, includes other perspectives, marketing, finance, and so on. So it has evolved. And with version five, we managed to pull in most of the patterns on the field around non-systems building team, non-development teams working in these fashions. So there was some reflection on that. And with version six, actually the 6.0 version is heavily focused on hey, we are a non-systems uh, sort of building, non-R&D team, and we are trying to work differently. We're in finance, we're in HR, we're even embedded inside the value stream. And then the frameworks has some exploratory articles now sort of showing what that looks like. And this comes from pragmatic usage in the field. I remember like five or six years ago at a bank here in Sweden, I helped them out with um, uh, using SAFE actually, and. I remember in the, the in the initial sort of joint session plan, it's called PI planning and safe, where everyone comes together for a short time period to sort of forecast. And then there's one team in there that they have suits. And I'm like, they're not the engineers, they have suits. So I go talk to them, like, guys, what are you doing here? You don't look like coders. And they go, no, 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 we're process engineers. I'm like, process engineers? Like, what? Well, we are actually developing the loan process that is supported by the digital solutions that this value stream builds. I'm like, cool, why are you here? And they go, well, the, the technology now flexes so fast that we can't have six months plans for the how we actually do the loan change of the loan process. So we're iterating this actual process of getting a loan now at the same speed of the technology. I'm like, so cool. And they go, it's weird that there's not, no, no one mentions this in the frameworks. Like we, it only talks about software. 
we find this also very useful and hence the needs for updates. You are doing stuff in the field where people are now at the forefront sort of pulling in modern, agile, lean practices into other parts of the, of the company. And the framework now with six and five, especially six has some exploratory guidance there. But I'm also very cognizant that it, best practice is always best practice over there, right? So you, when you have a framework, it, always careful, like how granular guidance do you want to write actually? So it can't, we, we're still looking for the patterns here, I think. What does this mean for HR? What does it mean for a support function? So it's exploring, we're exploring it with the latest version, but that's a huge sort of meta theme in here. I think that's very interesting. And I, you know, I remember some years ago, I was, um, I was giving a keynote at um, a conference for, uh, you, know, you know, product owners um, mm. within, um, you know, the Swedish kind of software industry. And, and, you know, one of the points that I made was that, you know, your biggest problem is not to make your, you know, your product organization, another 10 or 20% more efficient. Your, your biggest problem is, is you need to start breaking your silos with everything else, because, you know, if you're not in, 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 in a much more tight collaboration with, with what marketing is doing and, 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 and operations and so forth, you know, you know, that's where you can actually uh, find some, some, you know, big improvements to mm -hmm. how, how efficient you are as an organization. Um, and it was interesting, you know, I had, had a lot of shit chat with people afterwards and some people um they were really buying into that you know um in in with the same kind of tone as as you're speaking now but there was definitely also some people that were like why why did you even make those points like this is this is a software <laughs> conference <laughs> you know um so you know we I, I think we got we got a lot of work to do but mm -hmm. let's let's get a little bit more into the the details of you know um you know safe uh, 6.0 um, you know, now when we establish kind of, you know, some, some of the basics. So, so what was, I mean, what was wrong with, uh, you know, safe five dot though, you know, what, what did you want to fix? Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, you know, what are the major dif differences and, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I heads up here for the audience. I mean, I, I, I was a big skeptic to, to safe, uh, before, um, mm -hmm. and I was actually surprised when I saw uh, six dot I was like, Hmm. Yeah. This is actually really good. Um, there's actually some, you know, I thought, okay, 6.0 is just going to be like even more bureaucracy, more processes, and, and, and it, it's different, you know, and so I'm excited, but, uh, but let's, let's, let's hear it from, uh, you know, from, from you, you know, like, you know, can you please just do a bit of compare and contrast with previous versions of safe and, and, you know, 6.0 and, you know, what are the problems you have fixed and maybe some of the problems here you still need to fix. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> not done yet. And, and, and to be honest, again, the reason for us updating the framework is that you, Patrick, do new things. It's you're in the field building products and you guys, you girls are sort of pulling from the future. You're pulling in new ideas and you're testing them in the field. And sometimes we see patterns emerging. DevOps was such, such a meta pattern that came like, oh, here's the actual pattern for integrating with running a solution in real time. Oh, can we ignore that? No, we can't. So uh, we're not updating it because we're, we're, we're mean. We're doing it because you are doing new stuff. <laughs> and the version six is a, we call it informally, the flow release. So it, there's a deeper story here. When I met Dean many years ago and saw his initial framework, I was like, this is a nice framework, a nice flow framework. But 
it lacks Kanban boards. <laughs> There's no flow boards. There's no real representation of the actual meta flow that goes on when you build a big solution over time. And being a, a Kanban sort of aficionado myself, I felt that this was a potential to clarify in the framework. And I've been uh, from the inside working for a decade. And now with version six, we finally have clarification, which is that we rewrote much of the framework to reflect how the actual sort of bottom line metaphor that we're working with is a systemic multi-team flow when we're building a bigger solution. And that was sort of hidden in the articles. You could read it there, but now we refactored it. So that is front and center. And that actually simplifies a lot because now the flow is the goal and then we don't have to sort of dive into does a team have to have stories with red post-its like who cares how does that help the flow so sort of integrating that metaphor properly writing proper guidance around it and carefully sort of reflecting on how does a multi-team construct building a bigger solution do that so it's the flow release that's basically it that's the, why there was a need for it. And I, um, I'm i quite proud of that. There's been some, some substantial work over the years to clarify that. And the other one is the meta team for version six. It's as you mentioned, Patrick, the teams who are embedded in a value stream working as part of one or alongside one, which aren't necessarily sort of an R&D team. How do they sort of, how they ask us, like, how should we use SAFE? And we, don't, we, know, we go, we don't know. Like, you tell us, what have you tried? And there are now more patterns in the framework drawn from that from the field saying, here's how a finance team have done it. Here's how an HR team have integrated with the work and so on. Here's how they interpret working in a modern, fluid, agile way. So business agility, but even agile for business, and then also the flow metaphor properly manifested in framework. Those are two big themes for this release. What's been a reception, you know, so far? I mean, you know, who, um, who, you know, who are typically embracing this? And um, do you also come across, uh, you know, people that are actually skeptics saying like, no, hey, you know, safe was great. Now it's worse. <laughs> you, know, you know, maybe not everyone is, or maybe not everyone are as excited as you and I are, you know, about this. Um, can, can you just tell a little bit about reception so far in the market? Yeah. Uh, it's overall, it is great because the, the flow metaphor is strong. However, you, I am a framework skeptic, uh, and you should be because everyone's, everyone's best practice is someone else's best practice. So a framework for me is a, if a reference base of, Hey, here's how others have understood a phenomenon. And it's a way to dig down to first principle to go, yeah, 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 yeah scrum, whatever, but what are the underlying thinking here and how does these principles manifest themselves and that's clarifying that in the framework especially around flow has been a strong point here and that's been properly received and the people embracing it mostly it's actually uh, this my the people i work with i go like they're old they're boring they're important and they build very important things so it's government agencies it's people who build cyber physical massive solutions that are important for Sweden and for the Nordics. And they, they're not sort of born uh, agile. They have even maybe hundreds of years of legacy. And they're saying, we want to work differently. Can we have some pragmatic guidance on how to get started? <laughs> like, here's the framework. And they say, we're not 10 teams, Carl. We're 200 teams working together. And we're struggling to integrate. How have others done this? And we go like, hey, read the framework here. So mainly the adopters are big, people who build big, complex, 
critical systems trying to work differently. And also the, uh, the reception of the changes has been finally flow was properly represented. Thank you for that. So it's been helpful. I have a question around um, this. I don't know if you should call it discipline or or something else, but you know, I I remember um, you know some years ago when I when I had a chance to to uh, you know interact with the, both, both um, Ken Schwab and Dean Leffingwell at in, in in various situations, and and uh, there was a time where they very often uh, spoke about uh, Scrum, but. And they were very skeptical to that. They were like, you know, don't don't break the don't don't break the method. You know, the the, the method is is defined as it is for a reason. So don't do Scrum. But okay, now obviously an agile framework, you know, like like Safe is is, is a much kind of you know bigger thing. Uh, so that might be a reason for 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 tweaking. But but just you know my own experience, you know, kind of from the trenches because we obviously come across this all the time, you know, with with Favro and and you know before when I you know built you know Hamsoft, you know the 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 tool you know the the platform you know you know really has to support you know what what processes you're using. So so the whole question around kind of like you know methods and frameworks versus tool is very very you know kind of top of mind you know in 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 situations that that we come across, and very very often. We we find that companies they, they start with a framework like for example safe, but then they basically make kind of like their own version uh, of it, and and then you know six six to twelve months later this has morphed into in, into like a third version, yeah. uh, just just simply because how things work. Sometimes um, let's say um, by by intent, and sometimes maybe not by intent. Yeah. So. You know what? What's your view on on like you know how how disciplined should you be with you know kind of like sticking to the framework versus like adopting it and, and and so forth? You know, it will be super interesting to kind of get your view on that. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one because you both need the the fluidity and the intelligence to adapt to your local context. But then there's things in the natural world that if you ignore, they will hurt you. Friction, gravity, stuff like that. It's just there. And, and when you have a human system, an organizational system, you also have things like batch size, feedback loops, and uh, psychology, how humans behave in groups that are, if you ignore that, you will just, you will fight upstream. So there, you need to have the sort of wisdom to understand where are my tent poles? Where are the things that I don't argue with? And from a framework perspective, what I come back to is going to have a lot of them. Yeah, we, we use safe. And I'm like, so you do? So cool. What do you do? We have a huge planning meeting once in a while. I go like, to do what? Oh, safe. I'm like, well, that's not the framework, actually. <laughs> it's mm. just a method from it. So I would always shift my gaze to these guys, to the, we formulated 10 principles for the framework, which are very substantial, almost immutable. And they, they reason about sort of first principles around this type of work. So if I interact with any organization, I rarely talk about the framework. I usually ask around, so what kind of feedback loops do you have? How long are they? What batch sizes do you generally see in your organization? How much variability can you carry? How much optionality do you have? Uh, how do you, how's, how's the feedback loop between strategy and execution and so on? Because those are basically the principles in SAFE. And if you focus there, you will be able to adapt the framework quite fluently to your situation. However, if you are a big organization, a lot of legacy, not from not born today, and maybe you've even been extre extremely successful in the past, 
to to get started to even get the notion of working in a non-resource optimized way in a flow way you might have to do some substantial changes to even to even be able to sort of continuously to start continuously improving in the right direction so there some some of the practices and methods from safe can be quite helpful like the continuous delivery pipeline the the <clears throat> actual team of team events and so on they can be a sort of an enabler to get up and running. So initially, you might need more discipline to, to, have, to be able to see the flow that you're working with. Once you have you see that and you have it mapped in a tool like Fabro or something like that, you can actually start continuously improving. And from there, guided by the principles, roll your own framework, so to, so to speak. My general take on this is that if you start with SAFE and do it in a diligent, disciplined manner, I will be proud of you. But if I come back in a year and you're doing exactly the same, I will be extremely disappointed with you because you need to move away. You need to evolve how you're working once you see the flow that you're working with. So the framework needs to evolve, the method needs to evolve, maybe the principles can stay the same. That, that, that's very insightful. And, and that kind of leads me to another question, which is um, you know, where, where you see that uh, teams typically struggle the most. And, and just to give you a bit of background, why I'm asking the question is that one of the things I've seen is that with a lot of teams, um, from let's say more of a, an engineering point of view, with um, um, you know they can be pretty good at let's say they're using Scrum. Just to take one mm -hmm. example, um, you know I can see that they, they can be doing quite quite nicely with that. And often when we talk about these bigger organizations that you're mostly dealing with, uh, what I have observed is that very often you know how product ownership works, you know how that mm -hmm. kind of works through the organization. That's actually where a lot of the the, the struggles are, mm -hmm. and it's and it's been like that for a very long time. Um, uh, obviously, a lot of um, processes around how to do that in a good way is built into into safe. Mm. So, um, is that still something you see that uh, uh, organizations struggle with, or what, what is what is the typical main pain point you know that you see you know these kind of really big kind of you know team of teams of teams? Um, I'll be very straight with you. It's the lack of trust in between individuals and organizational units. That is simply the case. So a lot of the methods and practices in the framework, like say for Scrum, is, is there also to help rebuild that foundation to be able to trust each other. Because trust is sort of the foundation for being able to decentralize, to properly move authority and information to where execution is made. So the main struggle is often letting go of an unnecessary and unfunctional view of control and learning to build capabilities inside teams and inside organizations and inside arcs and value streams to take or to take sort of charge of execution and being responsible and this is not only a leadership thing in the sense of a manager it's a leadership thing also from individuals on the floor that sort of hey there's an opportunity for you to step up here and be part of the work and take more more control if you will take more decisions connected to your work but that also comes with a connection back promise for actually being responsible and rebuilding that trust in organizations that have, have over decades or centuries even been eroding that trust in between teams, managers and, and employees and between employees and managers, managers is hard work and a framework or a tool can, can really support that shift also. But that's a sort of the more underlying labor of love <laughs> that is needed to rebuild that trust. So you, you kind of get a bit into culture now, which is, you know, one of my favorite topics because I, you know, you know, most executives are very happy to discuss, you know, what kind of culture they have that they want to have, what kind of initiatives to have around that. 
you know, and, and one of the main problems that, you know, we saw in the market when, uh, you know, when we decided to, to design Favro was that, um, you know, the, the kind of enterprise grade tools out there are very much designed for a very centralized kind of command and control model. And it's not really a, any enterprise grade tool designed for, you know, the, you know, the flat organization, you know, the decentralization that you're talking about, you know, the empowerment. I mean, all of these kind of things that executives are spending so much time uh, talking about and, and, and running various initiatives to improve. So, so th this was one of the main reasons we got into the market. But if we look at the if we look at the same framework here, you know, with with six um, uh, how would you say that um, you know the the what what kind of cultural impact do you do you see and would like to see you know that that have in organizations? That's a, also a powerful question. I think the most, if you go really deep, I would say that there's the 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 flow metaphor working in a, in and optimizing for the closed feedback loops that comes from a fast and fluid feedback system as a flow system. I mean, that requires you to let go of resource utilization and optimization. And this is super scary. And it's scary for the individual. It's scary for the manager. It's scary for the executive because they're so used at looking at busy hands and going like, is every hand busy? That's been an optimization pattern across. It's what's taught in MBAs. It's what's taught at the Handelshøyskolen School and so on in Sweden. And that is an optimization pattern that leads to high utilization. It does. But it also leads to your feedback loops often being open for a very long time, which leads you to struggle to optimize, uh, to, to adapt and so on. And, it, and when you're shifting to the view of let's optimize for the flow of information going back and forth between our customer, our market, and our product, and our strategy, then immediately you would have to think as a fireman. Uh, and firemen are, are important people, first and foremost, because they put out fires. But Patrick, what does a fireman do on a regular Tuesday here in Stockholm? What does he do? She do? Well, they they uh, they do some the exercise and they're practicing and you know they're they're getting ready for when when you know shit hits the fan. Yeah, as a taxpayer, I think this is totally unreasonable. They should be out putting out fires and taking down <laughs> cats from trees every single billable minute, right? Yeah. But the, the and you could organize the fire department like that, but that would lead when I call with my fire, they would go, "Yes, we have a slot next Tuesday. Could that work for you?" Like, mm -hmm. uh, no, the fire is now. Like, I'm sorry, fully booked. Yeah. So you're you're shifting to a view where there's going to be, for lack of other words, low priority initiatives going on that can be easily cancelled at any given time, or even uh, idle hands waiting for uh, to support something that comes in, and that is scary for the individual because you're used to being busy, and being busy means not getting fired, right? Yeah. <laughs> and here you have to let go of that, which is like, oh, is this okay? And then from maybe a control sort of managerial view, you're like, oh. I'm going to trust them with finding their allocation that is reasonable and not saying, does everyone have everything to do at all the time? So it's like, you have to let go. And that is the sort of the, when you're switching to safety 6.0, if you want the, the flow, that is a sort of the, the conundrum at the, the center for both the individual and the team and the people who might be responsible for P&Ls and for utilization historically. You have to learn to control, to steer, and to be comfortable under uncertainty in a new way. Yeah, and as, you know, th th there's a lot of culture shift, you know, to happen there. You know, like you know, focusing on you know throughput, you know, mm -hmm. rather than I think I think it was Mary Poppendick who said some something like, um, uh, you know, what what is a fully utilized, 
what does a fully utilized highway look like? It's a parking lot. Parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And no. I actually like that quote because yeah. it's, 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 especially when you visualize it. But mm. I, have, I have one last question for you. Mm. Uh, so, you know, as I've been kind of hinting a few times here, uh, you know, from a, from a favor point of view, you know, we're, we're quite excited about, you know, save uh, 6.0. Uh, you know, we have just released, um, uh, you know, a template for it, um, you know, where, you know, you've been, you know, helpful, uh, making sure that, that, you know, this is, this is in, 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 in a, in a very, uh, well, truly great way. And, and, um, so, so yeah, we're excited, um, because a lot of the ideas we have around, uh, you know, you know, how should you, how should you do things, you know, at, at large scale in a company, if you, if you want to, you know, not you know, you know, be agile instead of doing agile, so to, so to say. Um, but but how excited are, well, you know, what was like the safe uh, perspective on, on favor here? Um, I mean, it would be interesting just hear a little bit your view, hmm. uh, you know, you know, it, 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 you know, how you think about safe 6.0 versus also, uh, you know, favor. Well, I've been following you guys for a long time. So I, I enjoyed the, the sort of the, the angle that you've taken with making sure that the tool is customizable and flexible to sort of adapt to local context, but still having a strong model for flow in there. So there's a lot of cool things in there. I, I think from a like high level standpoint, I think a framework like SAFE uh, would actually be a really good fit for a, such a flexible tool as Fabro, because the Fabro is sort of, sort of almost from the out of the box, let's see, let's design my way of working. Uh, there's tools in there for managing flow. There's tools in there for, I can almost configure it as I want it to any form of work. And uh, so Fabra doesn't really tell you how to work compared to many other tools that sort of comes with, here's the practice that you should follow. And that initially, that requires you to sort of lean on something like SAFE or a homebrewed framework to have some kind of guidance on how do we actually want to set up our value streams? How do we actually want to close our feedback loops? But long-term, a tool like, well, another tool that is much more rigid in its configuration might constrain your evolution. As I mentioned, if I come back in a year and you still do safe, I will be disappointed. So which means that long-term, your tool needs to flex to the actual real work. And your thinking tools, your framework, that can always be modified because that's just words and thinking. But the actual physical or digital tool that you use, if that can't flex to your continuous improvement over time, you will not uh, win out. You will lose out. So I think that that angle, it requires more of you in the beginning to be really smart about how I want to work, maybe supported by a framework, but then it allows you to sort of evolve away from your framework or your initial idea without constraints. That's, I think, is a huge uh, sort of strength. And then finally, of course, Favro has been a flow tool from the start and SAFE has been a flow framework from the start. So hence, they should be peace in a pod. But as I mentioned, the early versions of the framework hasn't really clarified the flow metaphor, but now much better fit, I would say. Cool, you know, thanks uh, thanks for sharing. And, you know, just a final comment on, you know, what you said there with, um, um, you know, companies having to sit down and actually think through, you know, how, how do you actually want to work? Um, I'm guessing this is, a very very typical um, business for you. you know, that that that's exactly where you yeah. know someone who's seen a lot of implementations can be extremely helpful. And 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 you know having you know you and your team you know on on, on board. Um, I, I I'm, I'm guessing that is your typical day to day conversation when you're not on vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Usually it's like, hey, we're a big uh, important company building complex systems. We want to understand if we could use safe or if we should use it. And then I can be the 
the voice of reason saying the framework won't help you. It's your thinking that will help you, but you can't ignore the framework. There's a balance here. And being a safe fellow, I can say that and I can stand for it. So it's very <laughs> useful. So I'm usually the safe myth buster in Sweden. So the, we heard that safe says that like I could go, no, it's that's actually complete misconception. And I can say that. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, you, 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 you are the one with the credibility to do that. Exactly. Uh, this has I been a really it. great conversation. Um, you know, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your vacation uh, to, to chat with me. I think this will be very valuable for 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 people uh, new to SAFE and also people that are already familiar with SAFE but are very curious about what what is SAFE you know six about. Um, so um, uh, thank you so much, and um, to the audience here, uh, see you in the next one. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, you know what to do. Share it in your social media so more people can take part and learn. And one more thing, check out Fabro Academy on fabro.com for many more learnings. Thanks for tuning in.